0: Hello everyone and welcome to All Things Divine, brought to you by my companies Divine Sly and Grow Well. It is me, yours truly, Erica Dontello, and today we are going to continue our root chakra series, our home series. And I want to talk to you about a serious subject. Of course, we know that your home is considered your physical home, your mind, your body, and your spirit. Those are your home as well. So in talking about this particular topic today, which is your home, which is the parents connected to your children and the home that you create for them and how your root chakra being imbalanced can definitely cause their root chakra to be imbalanced as well because of the environment that we may have them around. Now, this topic, I will have to be honest, it's it's a touchy subject for me. I get um, emotional about it, so if I start to tear up my apologies, but it's one of my most private things that I am ashamed of and that I have guilt. As you know, I have a son. And before we get started, he has given me full permission to discuss this. I got 100% permission to share this story. Um, Of course, I will not tell all of his personal business, but and we have definitely talked about what I am allowed to share. And I feel that this is really important for me to be transparent as a parent. And I really pray that this helps someone who is listening so before we get started I just want to thank everyone for listening and a huge thank you to my son for allowing me to share his most recent story so we're going to Touch up on the root chakra again. If you have forgotten, the root chakra is connected to your physical body, your emotional and mental health, your survival mindset. It also is connected to the feeling of feeling safe and secure. um, And it keeps you grounded. So the root chakra... My personal and professional opinion is that the root chakra is connected to your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind stores your feelings, your emotions, any traumas. Those are connected. So it's really important when I do work with anyone that I get you grounded and I get your subconscious and conscious mind aligned. With that being said, when you are a parent and you you know you have children one two ten it doesn't matter but when you' when you are a parent if you are ungrounded, the way that you parent your child could definitely affect them. So the way that your your home is, the environments that you have them around, It definitely has an impact on your child. Now, there are stories, amazing stories, that I'm sure everyone knows a story where a child may not have had the best upbringing and then they go off in life and just do everything opposite of how they were raised. And I think that that is amazing. That is definitely the situation when it comes to my son and I'm so thankful and grateful for that but I will say that my son he is a child of the d-word divorce and he experienced the most toxic situation and there was a lot of people that failed him over and over and over again and although I created a safe space for him in a sense I did not and I will explain to you how I didn't now you know in my environment with my son it was upbeat positive amazing you know we I was always transparent with him and Try to have an open line of communication, but I failed him in the communication area, and I also failed him with being part of his root chakra being imbalanced. So, my son was ungrounded most of his childhood. And I would say, honestly, until now. And it's so interesting because there is this scripture. It is uh, Proverbs 22, 6. And it says, train up a child. Um, in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it and I do believe that scripture but that first part of it where it says train up a child in the way he should go it's like a dagger in my heart because in all the ways that I feel I definitely you know I'm like yes I'm getting some points with God like do you see that God I'm trying there's a major way that I I didn't live up to that the beginning of that scripture and I'll just further go into it Um, as I said prior my son was in a situation that many people failed him and I was I had my back against the wall because although I was trying to get assistance for him you know there was wins and losses and a lot of um, just a lot of people that could have made a difference that did not do anything because of their pure hatred for me and and that's sad and because my back was against the wall professionally, I was told that I had to wait for certain things to happen, so what I would do is try to make everything so positive. I felt so fake. And you know, you have this kid just crying out to you and I'm like, "No, no, it's fine." Like just, you know, be nice. Everything's okay. And I was totally disregarding him. And you know, gaslighting is a is a word with my son. He's just learned this word. Um, I don't know how long ago he learned it, but he's understanding what it means. And now, because of the most recent events, I realized that, well, he's learning this word because he's, he's trying to explain how he felt. And honestly, to all of my divine souls listening right now, I have this section that I have been working on about relationships on the DivineSly.com website. And I wanted to have this parenting section for parents with toddlers, teenagers, oh my gosh, teenagers, even parents with children who are, you know, I say that they're about to not be a teenager but they may be in college they're in their 20s because you still have to parent them and I truly do not understand when people say okay well they're 18 and they're on their own no you have to parent them still I don't feel that you need to hover over them as much but you still need to parent them because man this world is just cruel and they need us as parents to stick by them and to teach them adult things and just to be with them as by their side as much as they can we have to have that open dialogue and with wanting this on the divine website i have been struggling with like how do i start this like i want I want to create this community for parents and I want to have all these articles, but it was so hard actually saying, okay, this is going to be the structure of it. This is what we're going to do. And now I feel like everything is in divine timing because now after I just had an experience with my son, um, I feel like I know which direction I want to go in on the website to help any parent that I can Um, and and I am although it does hurt (laughs) um, I'm being so transparent and I feel really uncomfortable and although it hurts as well I know that this happened in divine timing this happened for my son's healing and I really want to help someone else and I know that that's my son's wish as well that his story could help a parent doing this to their child and that a child can maybe hear this and when I say child guys everyone's a child to me it doesn't matter if you're 22 you're you are a child to me so it will help any child to a parent um maybe get a voice to where they can go and communicate to their parent that this is how they feel. I don't think that people really understand that a situation can happen with a child or just really anyone, an adult, and time can pass. You may say you're sorry, or you may never say that you're sorry, but then you just kind of start being nicer to the person hoping that maybe they have a psychic mind and they will pick up that you're you are sorry but the residue of what you did to them it stays and in this particular situation with my son sure privately he has had some people address him and and privately apologize there's been One person um, that he loves. He loves her so much. And she apologized and acknowledged and validated him. And and that was great. But the damage has been done. And I'm not saying, you know, it's, you know, if, if a certain period of time goes by... You shouldn't even say you are sorry. You should always acknowledge and say that you are sorry. But because this is a a child and because now he has these mental health concerns that, you know, as a parent for any child going through this, any type of mental health situation, you know how difficult it can be. And I don't know if anyone has ever seen it's right it's right now it's on Netflix, but it is called the movie The Sun by and not it's not by but Hugh Jackman. I just say Wolverine. (laughs) Wolverine is in that movie. And if you have experienced a child with mental health concerns, the very first scene I was crying because I thought you get it, you get it you understand that it's it's a roller coaster and a a child can be talking to you laughing having the the best time and then all of a sudden the switch goes off and you're not understanding why they're being why they're angry like what's going on what's happening and they can't fully vocalize it so If you have not watched that movie I highly recommend it because if this does not directly affect you but you heard one of your friends or family members talking about their child and mental health watch this movie to get a a better understanding of what they're experiencing and what they are talking about. Now with my particular situation I would be overly I'll say gaslighting because honestly my son and I we were going to do an episode about parents gaslighting children and you know he and I had already had this conversation about I don't know two months ago that he felt that I gaslighted him to like someone or a group of people That didn't make him feel good, that he didn't feel safe and secure around, that he was constantly in a survival mindset, that didn't listen to him and kind of disregarded everything that he said. He didn't feel safe. And I kept saying, oh, but, you know, it's okay. Just... Just be nice, and you only get one, you know, aunt, uncle, grandmother, grandfather. It, it's only one them, and if something happened to them, and just, just be nice, okay. He didn't realize at the time that my back was against the wall, and I had to wait for certain things to take place before someone really took him seriously. Like I exhausted all of my resources. And I um, went into a financial deficit, trying my hardest to help him. And it got to a point to where with, I had two companies at this time, um, and I was trying to do both of them. So I'm trying to be an entrepreneur and you know do all of these things. But every time that I got money, I couldn't even put it towards the business because I had I was just pushing it to him. It was like, oh, I made, you know, $6,000 in this week. And so I need this money because I need to get an attorney. I need to get more therapists. I need to do that. Like I was trying everything I could. He did not know that. He just knew that I was trying to help him. And in the meantime, just be nice and just, it's okay. Um, Maybe you will be accepted. You know, like I just, it's, this is so hard for me to admit, Um, but I did that. And I saw this Facebook post um, that a, my friend's daughter, um, She's a beautiful girl, beautiful. She has a beautiful son. She reposted this post and I will read it to you right now. It says, has anyone else noticed that when an adult child chooses to not have a relationship with a parent, it's always, but she's your mom, but he's your dad. You only have one mom or one dad and it's never, wow, what could a parent do to cause their child to make that decision. Or it's never, but they're your children. How could you treat your children that way? Why is that the responsibility of the relationship? Sorry, why is it that the responsibility of the relationship is placed on the child and not the person that raised them? Parents can hurt their children too. And y'all are not ready for that conversation. And when I saw her post, I did heart it and I felt like it was divine timing. But let me tell you, it was a knife to the chest. And I just released the damage that I had done. And and the reason why I released it more is because days prior, my son had a full-blown anxiety attack. So we were, I was, I did a lot of traveling, guys. I did a lot of traveling. Um, but it was you know, everyone knows in May and early June it's graduation see- season. And I had a cousin that was graduating, and my uh friend's son, who I mean, he's actually my cousin too. Okay, we need to discuss that. But anyways, my friend my one of my best friends, her son was graduating. I'm not related to her, but I'm related to his father. So it's complicated. But <laughs> not really that complicated, but so everyone was graduating and we were i told him a month and a half in advance let's um you're going to go back to texas to graduation and we we're gonna we are going to be around family they haven't seen either of us in months i actually was in texas in um February for one of my best friends baby shower but my son has not been there since I believe November of last year so before we were going I noticed that and again I'm saying a month and a half but it could have been two because I started to when I did see my son I started to notice that he was gaining some weight so I knew something was wrong. My son has an athletic body. And I know that school, he's, I'm saying he's a, a junior slash senior because his school is a year-round school. So I know that it's getting more intense. And he used to do martial arts, but he's not doing that anymore. And he's just like studying, working, studying, working. And then he's also in a band. Um, But his weight was getting... I'm I'm definitely not saying that he's obese, but he is he, you know, he's a little fluffy. He got a little weight on him. So, you know, I'm asking him questions. I'm like, come on, you gotta move your body, like, what do you want to do? I'll do it with you. I, you know, I will dedicate this and and I'm here. Because as a parent, I also know what territory we're we are going in. And I'm not saying that you have to that I was trying to make him not be made fun of, but I was letting him know, like One, I don't want you to make the same mistakes at this age with your body that I did. Two, we are going into a territory that neither of us, if we're not at my parents' home directly or around certain um, friends and family members, we don't feel comfortable. So you're going in a territory where somebody's going to point that out. And what's going on, what's happening, like you got to like really... Worry about yourself as well. Take care of yourself. I don't want you to do what I did. You know, I'm trying to be a parent. And okay, none of that worked. And um, uh, we went to Texas, and someone did point out that he is a little fluffy. And it was, it came from a person that we were not expecting, but then I'm kind of like not surprised. And that really triggered him. So I noticed that once that happened, his mood started to change. And then we are on our way to this hall to celebrate after graduation. And he was passive aggressive with me in the vehicle. So, you know, I turn on my psychology mind. I'm looking at him energetically. It's not, I'm like, "Mm, I'm gonna stay calm because this is not making sense. Like you're reaching, you're reaching. And he told me what this person said and I was like, oh, screw them, you know, like literally screw them. Like if I hear that, it's it's up, you know, like that's what I'm thinking. I'm your mom. I got this. So I'm going to just fast forward to after the, you know, celebration, my son's mood was really dark and I just couldn't figure out what happened and I'm like surely it's not because of what this one person said like they're stupid I know that's so rude for me to say but you know what sometimes when someone upsets my son or says something mean I I can get a little out of character I don't know what hey what parent can't right (laughs) right right so my son's mood changed and you know i'm telling my mom about it and my dad and so we're like okay let's let's bring him down here so we can talk to him and figure out what in the world is going on so we're talking to him and talking to him and i noticed that his mannerisms as far as like what he was doing was very out of character and I'm like what is happening so he has this he starts crying and I'm like whoa what is really happening and because he's like crying but you can tell that he's just like tense and at the same time he's not really tense um so I said I is this about what this person said to you and he said to me I don't care what they said. And I was like, well, don't like you wanted to check this person at the wrong time. You should have checked this person when you were standing with him by yourself. And he said to me, my son, I don't know how to voice my concerns because you have taught me that when people are mean to me that I have to be nice and be respectful and I was like what and I was like you know I'm thinking at first like no I didn't no I did not you you are talking about somebody else you must maybe I have a twin an evil twin I would never and so I I was saying I would never you know tell you to be around someone and to be nice to someone who was like mean to you and this person did not like call him fat or anything my son is not fat or obese or any he but if you've been around him before you know when someone's gained like what do they say the freshman 15 well um, my son never gained a freshman 15 I would say it's like a junior senior 15 um so (laughs) they never called him names but they like implied it you know that little petty stuff that some adults can do like they just play mind games with kids that's what this person did and I'm really thinking about sending them a message. But you know what? I'm going to let God handle that. Okay. So when I, when he said that to me, I was like, no, I would never, you know, tell you to, to be nice to someone who's mean to you or who makes you feel that way. And he said, yes, you did. You have taught me that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he pointed out what I was doing to him the entire time that he was in this particular situation. And it's so interesting because I have had a really in-depth conversation with my son about delayed responses and delayed trauma slash healing. And I explained to him that when I was in a certain situation, which is a situation that we are talking about, it was so hard I had to pretend that I'm just this you know great person trying to be upbeat and positive and and because there was this narrative that was being spread that was also that was tried this person tried to use this narrative and and spread this narrative about me um And so I was trying so hard to prove that that was not true, so much to the point to where I had to, I just pretended, like, I pretended like everything was great. I kept trying to communicate. It was so, like, when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, why did you do that? That is just not healthy. You made yourself even more imbalanced. And then look what you taught your child to, okay, well, let's just, you know, don't Don't make a scene. Don't make a scene in um, public. And it's so interesting because the many times that I reached out to try to help my child to a certain group of people. Some of the people that could have made a difference. Literally when I said, you know, what happened? This information came from my son. They would say, I just cannot believe that you are making this up and that you are um you are what was the word was oh you are brainwashing your child to say this this is sick. You have to get over this. I thought that I was in a twilight zone I thought what the hell is going on so it just got to the point to where I just pretended everything I didn't even get to heal with things that happened before this situation so when my son and I are talking about delayed responses delayed healing delayed trauma responses I was explaining to him that I pretended so much that I was just trying, I was in survival mode. I was just trying to like make it out of this situation. I felt at the very end of my son before he was graduating that I was just clawing through the mud and the dirt, trying to just be free from this situation. Once we both went away, I started to have delayed trauma responses. I mean, this situation happened years ago, and I want to tell anyone who has delayed responses that it's okay. You are probably out of that environment, and now your body's reacting to what's, you know, what happened, and your subconscious mind is starting to say, hey, we need to deal with this, and we need to clear this energy, we, we gotta, you know, you're in this different arena now, but you never process all this other stuff. So that's what started happening to me once I completely left that whole environment. I'll say that whole state. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I'm waking up, I'm crying about stuff. I'm remembering stuff that I'm like, oh my God, calling my friends saying, did I ever tell you that this happened? Like this memory is like stuck in my head because I had developed I was in such a traumatic state that I developed PTSD. I had never experienced that before, never gone through that extreme of psychological and mental and emotional abuse from, you know, this situation and I developed PTSD. So I had, one of my symptoms of that was memory loss. And that honestly, I'm I'm kind of thankful to God because that I couldn't remember everything. Like I could tell you if I remember something, but there was no attachment to it. And that is what happens in these type of situations, especially when it's delayed. Like something happened to where you went into survival mode and you are just coasting until you, until your body feels like it's in the clear. So I was explaining to my son that 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 happened to me and that I was calling my friends confirming these stories (laughs) and that I had to grieve this whole situation over again. But what I was grieving was the disrespect, the toxicity, if I'm even saying that correctly, and just all of the things that I experienced because every time that I spoke up for myself or my son, it was, oh my gosh, that like the worst, you know, that movie, uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, I feel like maybe this particular group of people watch that movie multiple times, because that is what I was being stereotyped into. And that is also why I go really hard for the treatment of black women, um, women of color. um, Because I feel that when we cry out and speak and just scream like for help we may do it in an aggressive way but that's because we you know before that we were trying to do it in the most polite professional way so yeah we might get a little aggressive with it um but i did not feel that i just felt like i was being shunned like oh, okay well she's a person of color we're we're gonna milk this and i feel like that's what happened and i know that because i was in that situation even when my son was like oh i'm i'm done done you know some i wish that i could say you know go into detail and say every little thing that happened um but i'm not going to do that um but my son got to the situation where he was just done and we rolled with that and then here I come again, but, you know, this person is being nice, or see, they, they said hi, and you only get one so-and-so, like, it's, I, take it from me, parents, don't do that. When your child, even if it's a, a toddler and they don't want to hug any that person that you're trying to get them to hug, we need to listen to them because their body is rejecting that energy. Their body's like, no, no, no. And then we make them, oh, come on, give them a hug. Give them a kiss. And they're like, no, no, no. And we're like, give them a hug. Stop being mean. Why are we not honoring our children? Now, I'm not saying that children should run over us because I'm definitely a Southern mom. I am a Southern mom. I am the parent. But there has to be some respect and some honor with our children. So when my son had this anxiety attack and he's telling me when someone's mean to me, I don't know how to take up for myself. I only know how to be quiet because that's what you told me to do. And... It's so hurtful um, because I didn't know what else to say. And now when I'm seeing this child have a breakdown in front of me and my son, he's, he's 19, he's almost 20. And I see him finally have his delayed response and trauma. And then I find out that before we were even going to Texas, that he was trying to seek help. He was trying to meet with his therapist, but, um, she was booked and, and he tried relentlessly. And I found that out because I do teach him to use your resources, go to therapy. It's so good. Use your, you know, they can, they can help you. Therapists are amazing. And to know that he was trying to do that, I had no idea. And we had all these conversations prior to going. Um, I wish that he would have said something to me because, If I would have known this, I wouldn't have taken him. But then I'm also glad that we went and that this happened so that I can know like, hey, this, okay, this is not, this is not okay. And this is what he's going through. And I need to be here for him. And I need to help correct this behavior. And we need to get him back in therapy. So, yes. My almost 20 year old son had delayed a delayed response to trauma and I really don't give a crap how many people may say well man how long ago was that he should be over that no no that's not what happened and you don't know his story or his business and I don't think that anyone should say that about anyone I don't care if it was 15 years ago that is a delayed trauma response and that person deserves to heal and to have a good strong foundation around them to help them heal so for anyone who says oh that was so long ago get over it god bless you i really and truly mean that i don't mean that in a derogatory way god bless you and i pray that there's no one that you're connected to or that or you yourself experiences this because you just don't know and we should not comment on anyone's mental health or how long we feel it should take them to experience things so moving forward what can we do to help our children or a friend and their children, what can we do when we experience this, when we realize that the home that we created for our children has affected them and we are seeing that as they get older. We can correct this. We can correct this and I will tell you how. Number 1 is be present. We want to make sure that we are staying present. You know, when my son was having his anxiety attack and he was saying all these things, I'm listening and when it was time for me to talk, I definitely let him know that there that there are some truths to be that needs to be added in there. Um and I wasn't doing that to diminish him, but I was being realistic and keeping letting him know I'm listening to you. But also I need to explain to you that this is what happened. That doesn't mean that what I did was okay. I didn't know what else to do. And two, I definitely, since we have been having these conversations, I definitely have been telling you, you don't have to. To do this anymore you know my son he he just is the most loving spirit and I've always been concerned that that would hurt him because he just loves people and wants to be loving to people he doesn't care how old you are what sexuality like he's just a real solid dude and to see him in so much pain and know like what a bright spirit he has it is heartbreaking as a parent and so what we can do is be present and let them know that we are here for them The second thing is to stay with your child and help them through it. And yes, they are going to say some things that are like a knife to the heart, but it's what we did. We can't be defensive and say, oh, no, that didn't happen. Oh, hell no. No, you have to take that because they are telling you as long as it's in a respectful way and sometimes it won't be. I got a little bit of a, a slight disrespect um, with like raise, the raising of the tone, but we have to help them through this and we have to let them know that we are in this with them together and we will get through it together. And we can start to help them with correcting the behavior as well as correcting that behavior within ourselves. Because our children are a reflection of us. Number three, keep giving it to God. I always give my son over to God constantly. Even whenever I just worry about him, I'm giving it to God. Because with my belief, that is the way is to give it to God. I believe we're on number four. And that is be patient. Be patient because, again, like I stated, if you can watch that movie, The Sun, on Netflix, it requires a lot of patience. I am telling you, it requires a lot of patience. Um, I will be honest. I have been very patient with my son over the years. I've known that he's had a mental health concern. I have kept that private for the most part. I've, I've said a little bit, but... Definitely, you know, that is his story to tell one day to help deliver someone. Um, But so we won't go into the the extremity of the mental health. But um, just seeing him have that full blown anxiety attack, you know, it just let me know how much damage and how much pain was there. And so we're we are just going to be patient And we need to understand that they're going to have good days because we're reprogramming at this point. So they're going to have good days and then all of a sudden you will start to see their mood shift a little bit. You have to be patient and you have to keep talking to them and having that line of communication open even when it hurts your feelings. This is not about you. This is about correcting the mistake and the home and the grounding of the root chakra with your child and yourself if you if you are still going through that as well and last be transparent kids love that especially these kids growing up today my gosh they are very transparent some of the things that i see i'm like really they'll just offer up information and I'm like oh my goodness but I never make them feel like that's not okay of course unless we're in a situation where okay well you just said something super personal and we are at a funeral and you just said it out loud then I'll say oh okay we can talk about that later we're at the funeral right now you know but um my friend has a son who who I'm not my son. My son's friend, uh, he is very transparent. And so he will just randomly, when he sees me, he'll say something that is... (laughs) I always feel like it's at the wrong place. (laughs) Um, But I love him for it. I love him so much. Um, But yes, be transparent with your children. Like, we don't need to sugarcoat things with them if my story means anything and has touched you in any way, then you'll know that sugarcoating it does not always do the trick. My prayer is that my son's story and mine does help a parent and child dynamic, that it helps you release some energy, that it helps you reprogram yourself and your child, and that it brings you closer. And to my son... You are so amazing. You are the light to my darkness. You are the moon and the stars to my night sky. And you are the sun to the daytime sky. (laughs) And I am so proud of you. And I'm just so glad that you continue to be a loving and just beautiful spirit and person. Until next time, which is next week, we will continue on our home series, home and your physical home, mind, body, and spirit with getting to the root of our root chakra. I'll see everyone then.